Hello, everyone. This is a quest for the truth featuring Kevin Watts. Here are the five things that I believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and was seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, which will come back to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. Amen. I believe that ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things. Think about that. I believe that the free market capitalist system coupled with political freedom is the only way to assure prosperity for individuals and a society as a whole. I believe the family, the traditional family unit is the linchpin, the key for a just and orderly society. I believe America is the greatest country in the world. With that having been said, we have here uh, a, a need uh, that has been fulfilled by a large part by two gentlemen, uh, which we're going to talk to in momentarily. Uh, the name of the church is the, well, you can, you can tell us the name of the church and, the, and where the address is the church. Uh, okay. The, the church uh, is named First Macedonian Missionary Baptist Church. We're located at 411 East Charlotte Avenue in Punxsutawney, Florida. Uh, my name is Reverend George Cooks. Um, I'm one of the assistant pastors, as well as um, a comrade who is going to also introduce himself. And we, uh, I am all in charge of uh, the administrator of our food distribution. And I am Reverend Ellison Paddock, also assistant pastor here at First Macedonia. And um, I'm in charge of the hot meals or uh, hot food. Program which we do on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, this is to make sure that people have at least one hot meal on those days. Uh, there are a lot of people who live in the woods or who don't have a who are homeless and they don't have a means of cooking, and they can come here and at least get at least one hot meal on three days a week. All right, that's outstanding. So now. How did this program get started? What, what was the genesis of this program? What, what stirred you gentlemen to create this program? I think originally um, our ministry started with you and the, what we call the lighthouse. Yeah. And if you want to tell them what the lighthouse Yeah, was. originally uh, we were concerned about the homeless and we had a program that targeted uh, homeless men between 18 and 55. We found that there were quite a few people living either in the woods or in their cars or something. They, they had no, no roof over their head, basically. And uh, at the time, we were, we were renting a house. And it was, it was a house in the city. So it was basically a two-story. Um, and it was a three-bedroom house. And I was a resident manager. So we made two, two of the bedrooms available where they would have a bed, they had places to put their clothes. Um, they had a bathroom. They had uh, laundry available, place to learn how to cook if they didn't know how to cook or to cook if they did know how to cook. Uh, 
as well as uh, they they were required to clean up after themselves. You know, so basically to uh, have good hygiene and to the only requirement really that we had for them was to seek a job. Um, they could bring us proof that they had been out looking for a job and bring us back proof that they had gone and talked to uh, interviews or something for a job. Um, that was the requirement to stay in the house. So you were teaching them life skills, yes. that sort of thing. And um, did you, um, when they were when they would look for work, did you teach them interviewing techniques and things yes, that resume that building? Yes, that was part of the program as well. We, we had a lady that that came over and she helped them with the with uh, applications. She helped them with uh, with the job interview if they were going to have an interview. Uh, we also had a um, she wasn't a resident, but we had a psychologist who was available because many of them, they claimed had psychological problems and they were going to mental health. So uh, we had someone that could deal with that as well. Now, what 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 became of the program? It, it, you don't you don't have it anymore. What, what well, it was only you? designed for at the time a uh, year at a time. In other words, uh, they could only stay in the house up to a year. Then they would have to find another means of, it wasn't a permanent thing where, you know, I get to stay here forever. Within a year's time, either they, because part of the program was they would save some money, they would pay their tithes, they would have uh, some money for themselves. So it was a three-part program, well, actually a four-part program because they paid a little bit into the program. It was not enough to pay for the house. So that was the ministry that we, we provided here. Well, it got to the place where um, the guys were not paying anything into the program. So it became totally that we would provide them everything and we couldn't afford it anymore. So the, the program uh, dropped back because of that. But it was not because the interest was not there because as a matter of fact, pastor had the vision to also start up a homeless house for women and their children, because we found out there were women and their children living in the woods and in their cars, the same, same as men. And so um, we were um, sidestepped or denied uh, access to a house, a couple of houses that we knew about, and so we weren't able to start that program. But right after that is, I think, when the genesis of this started up. And which, uh, by the way, I have to mention our, our pastor is Reverend Dr. Carl F. Brooks. Uh, he's, uh, we're getting ready to celebrate his 42nd year of being pastor here uh, in uh, February. Mm -hmm. So all, all of these ministries come out of what the Holy Spirit has, got, has, has talked to him and guided him to do. Uh, we're just the ones that, that he was told to put over them. And um, after his program, uh, basically has ended um, the ministry for food, um, the, the need for the hot meals program, which we served on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, three days a week, was already implemented. Uh, I think it was also um, around the same time. It was before we started doing the food distribution. So we were okay. already serving uh, the three hot meals a day. So but, now, what? How? What year did this start? I mean, what? Uh, was it, 
Was it during the seventies? I know we. Oh uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that far back. Um, but I'm sure that it was. It was after we got into this building because when we first got in this building, we had a daycare, and then we went from daycare. We went to the tutoring program. So that's how we. The kitchen was constantly being um, used, and then when the, the tutoring program uh, shut down, basically, that's when the the hot meals camped up and and it was a matter of partnering with uh harry chapin because at that time we bought a certain percentage on the dollar mm -hmm. the food either by the pound or a certain percentage meat uh canned goods pasta whatever and we would bring it here and and from that we would make sure that there was a balanced meal basically so that people were not just eating cheerio Right. And, and there are many places that choose to um, allow the government to, I mean, they got the, they get the government assistance or some thing, but uh, our pastor realized that one of the problems is the government, once they, once you start depending on them, they start to run things their way and you have to follow this and follow that. So we did what the Bible says, and by faith, we didn't know how we were going to pay for things or how it was going to work, but we knew, he knew by faith we could do it. So that's how we started. Um, and I think at least six years ago is when our food ministry, food the food distribution actually started. And we started outside and it started, and we were only doing one day a week uh, for, for, the, for the, actually for the past four to five years, four years four years, we've only done one day a week. So we did outside, then we came inside. And then we came inside because the pastor said that it was, um, um, he didn't like having the people out in the heat. Especially Where, in the summer. In the summertime. So, uh, so we had these long lines of people waiting out in the heat and then you had the rain situation. So we started, um, we started bringing them in and letting them sit in the sanctuary while they, they put together back here, um, the food, uh, same thing, they, they yeah, deliver and we, numbers and all and, uh, yeah, we, we had, yeah, that's when we went to the number system because of the you know, amount of people coming. Um, but it grew from that, uh, just as uh, the uh, Hot Meals ministry has grown from a few people, um, there are times when we're doing on 95 to over 100 on a day meals. But well, as I stated, uh, what we were talking earlier, our biggest thing is that uh, the people who are in need of food, uh, this free food, are the ones that are not, it's not getting out to. Uh, we, we tell people, hey, let other people know that if you know people are in need, let them know. Uh, but for some reason, uh, we're not reaching the people like we we would like to. We have people come from all the way from um, Lehigh Acres, really, to to come get food. We've got people come down from Sarasota here. Uh, every church around here will tell you that Macedonia is the largest food distribution in the county, but no representation comes here to cover us. They cover the other churches, right? But they won't come here. One time, because we we bugged them so much about trying to get the word out, 
we had one television station come. They interviewed me. Right. But they didn't wait around to see how the food is how the food come and how we work it. So they went back and used some other church that we had no clue about. And and they and they photoshopped them in. Uh, doing the same thing they always do, but you didn't use our, our name. Using our name, but then picking up the little boxes and putting them in the trunks. They didn't show the, the labor that these. La- <laughs> I tell you, I put mine on airplane mode. Um, they never showed. They never showed the labor that these ladies, which they they nicknamed the beehive. That they come in and do how they how these uh, thousands of pounds of food come in, uh, some been frozen uh, and damaged, and so they have to separate the good from the bad, which meant we had to find farmers that would take the bad food for their their, their for pigs livestock. and livestock, and then once they separate all that, then they've got to make these boxes up by hand. And this is the part that they've never come to, come to see. We've had organizations uh, like uh, Humana right. came in here because they were looking to sponsor, but they never came back. We have other organizations that come and say, oh, I'd like to participate in this, but they never come back. It's, they why see you, the work. Why do you think this is? Because I mean, you, they see you're doing good work. It's not like it's uh, work that's uh, not needed. Right, and it's, it's, it's the work also is good work. You you, you described how hard the beehive works to put this together. Why do you think the Why do you think the media doesn't give you the proper uh, coverage that they should? Uh, for one thing, it takes a while to cover all of that, and they get on. I don't know whether they're on a tight schedule or what, but in any case, they come for about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, and they're gone. Well, 30, 45 minutes, if, if we're not, you know, working it at that time, they don't see anything. So they figure there's nothing there to cover. But, you know, when our busiest times, then they're not available. Right. So so that's that's how. It, they came like six in the morning. There's three or four cars out there at six in the morning. If the truck doesn't arrive until eight or eight thirty and they know that we're not We've got to do all this work before anything happens. So around ten, maybe around ten o'clock, ten thirty, is when you know we um, we'll start giving out numbers. They'll come back. Yes, it's later, but but again, we have to sort all of this food where other organizations don't. Uh, I, I've seen I've seen what they receive, and everything is pre-packaged, pre-made. We have food that comes straight out of the stores or, or out of the warehouse that's, that has to be sorted. If we, won't, if we won't eat it, we won't give it out. Right. But that, that's the part that never gets seen. They're not here to see moms with two or three children um, trying to decide, okay, I was trying to figure out whether I go to the store and get food for these kids, or I get gas so I can get to work the next day. And we solved that problem, and, ta- and we've taken care of their 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 that, uh, that need. dietary need for an entire week. We we've seen people that sometimes you know um, you can judge. Some people you will judge 
Uh, they pull up in Lexus and BMWs and everything else. And people say, well, you know, they driving that, they don't need it. Well, they don't realize that person's lost everything because of COVID. They had that before the, the fall. Right. And now they, they don't know where they're going to get things. We've seen them come here in tears. They don't, these places that just give out packaged food, they get their thank yous and pats on the back. They have a staff of five, six, seven, eight people. I've, most of the time I've had 30 people working and it's still rough for us because we, because everything has to be done by hand. We don't, we don't have the conveniences. We don't have a, a forklift that help move these pallets. Right. These people have, we have to break everything down by hand to move everything by hand. Now, do you get uh, since there's there's several ministries that that, that participate in the, uh, the do the food distribution? Uh, is there is there a sense of cooperation between the between the, the groups, or is everyone just? We don't usually separate our ministries like that. Uh, it's it's volunteers that work, uh, whether it's the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the junior women ushers, whatever. When people when we need workers. Those who will work will work. Okay. And so we don't we don't separate that. Oh, that was the ushers today. You know, uh, we just say, hey, if you can be here every Tuesday, we appreciate it. If okay. you can be here every Wednesday, we appreciate it. Okay. You know, and there are times when people say, no, I, I got something else I got to do. Well, that means a, a spot is open. Somebody's got to fill in. Okay. Rather than going to a ministry and saying, hey, can you send us somebody? Right. We don't usually have people available like that, so it's it's anybody that moves to, is willing to work. And we have volunteers. Um, so what's really nice is a blessing that there are people out there that are waiting to get their own food. They come, and it and the spirit bothers them or moves them to say, "Hey, look, let me contribute something." Right. You know, in any minutes, especially when it comes to food. You always have the needy and the greedy right. you, that we have to deal with. But those, but it's usually the needy that'll say, can I help? You know, if they see that, that we're, it's gonna, it's taking us a while because we're, we're shorthanded. Right. And people will help you for a while. Yeah. But, uh, but, not <laughs> yeah, they'll help you for a while, but there's, there are those of us that are here every week. I've been here every week for six years you know i haven't missed a week oh no i can't say i haven't missed a week but that's what that's the reason that i have um, other people like uh my uh reverend haddock is my assistant so if, sometimes if i can't be uh he's here to, to help i have uh, now that we're four days a week monday tuesday wednesday and thursday i have uh placed people over each those one days. of those days um, so that, that when i'm not here they can carry on but we have a system. We have a system set up. We have rules that have to be followed. And those rules have to be followed, not just by the people receiving, but by the staff as well. Okay. Now, uh, have you noticed uh, during the course of your ministry uh, an increase in poverty, a decrease over the years? Or how is that, how is that working out? I can't speak for poverty but I can speak for need. Uh, the need has increased because of many different factors. 
we've had people, as Reverend mentioned before, people who've been working on jobs for 15, 20 years lost their jobs. Um, there were people who were laid when COVID first came out. Many people were laid off at the beginning of it because they were either fearful or uh, for some reason that company may have shut down. If you notice some restaurants, they don't they don't allow you inside anymore. Right. And many of them, especially fast food restaurants, they're uh, because of lack of staff, they limit their hours now. And so um, only the big box, when I said big box, the really big companies, they were able to stay open. But these smaller companies and, and between labor differences, people who may come down with, with COVID or this, that, and other, and they couldn't work, well, you know, they come back and they, they've lost their job. So it's, it's many different factors as to why the increase. It's not just, just one, one thing that, that, that caused this increase. Price of food has gone up exponentially. I believe in Isaiah 55 and one, he says, come buy without money and without price. So that, that, that means that you're given something that you didn't work for, for free. But we have people that are too prideful to come uh, uh, and that it may, that's made available. Um, we, we have had an increase uh, in, in the amount of people that's showing up. Uh, the fact that, that we have four days a week allowed them to spread out over those, those days. So, but the thing was, at first was a low number and then once they found out we were doing on different days, the numbers started increasing because people could come on. They, they could come on about another day that they didn't get here. Um, people work. When the jobs started back, they worked during the day. So a lot of them can't get here, uh, maybe on their lunchtime or something to try to come by. So the, the way that we do it um, outside where they can come and choose what, you know, the things that they need, that works for those that have to come in quickly. Right. And, and have to leave back out. But I, w I was told that, like I said, the, the, the Catholic Church sent somebody over to see how we operate on those days on the outside so that they can, I guess, so that they can operate the same way. But that's, it's more to it than just looking at it and watching. Right. There's an anointing on this ministry, and that's, yes. that's the biggest difference. Um, you can watch Michael Jordan, but that don't make you a good basketball player. That's true. Well, do you have any plans or any, uh, do, you see, do you see yourself in the next five years expanding uh, in terms of fulfilling needs? Uh, when I read the article, uh, in the local paper, uh, they were talking about how they, there's a ministry or general fixes bikes where people have transportation, clothing, other things of that nature that people happen to need. Do you, do you foresee yourself expanding in that area or, or are you just, just going to have a laser we, we focus on food? We've already expanded in one of those areas of clothing. And we forgot to I mention forgot to before. mention that. Um, because we have free clothes. We have a, a clothes closet 
when I said clothes closet, people donate clothes all the time. And, and there's someone who sorts them, puts them on the rack. You put the rack out there and help people. They're free. So uh, even when they come to get food, they got kids with them. They come and they shop for their kids and for them. So it's, it's, it's a double blessing. And we're happy to, to help people out in that, that area because um, we don't solicit necessary you know, donations. But people many times, like you said, they want to help some kind of way. And, and they say, well, hey, I think a man came the other day that said, hey, my father died. And we're cleaning the house out. So they donated stuff to us, to us so that, and, and all we do is turn around and we'll donate it to someone else. They could, they could come here on a, on, on a day and get a hot meal, shop for food for their homes, and, and get free clothes. And, I, and, 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 the, and the media don't want to let people know that? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Well, that's why I'm here. I want to get the word out. I appreciate you. Uh, you're, you're the first person that has even approached us to, to do something such as this. So I, I, I applaud you, and I really, God knows I thank you for it. Uh, it's my pleasure to be a help in any way, shape, or form that I can. Um, now, do you foresee um, uh other ministries uh, beginning to emulate what you're doing in the area? Have you had people come in from outside, let's say from Lee County or Sarasota County to see what you guys are doing and, and try to emulate that in their areas? Locally, I don't, I don't see, we, we don't know. We don't know if other people come out and, uh, to say anything. Um, I've, I've, we've had other churches in the area have donated to a, to the food ministry because they, they, they know how much work they've tried it and they know how much work is involved and it's too much for them. So they, like they told me, we rather just donate to you for what you're already doing because you seem to have the process down right. than for us to try to start something that we know we can handle. But one of our goals is to build, um, to have our own uh, building for just food ministry where, where the hot meals, and the food distribution will work out, and 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 we could take it out of the uh, the sanctuary here and have it. And we're working on that. Um, we're working on getting a forklift so that we can move this stuff around. Instead of like I have mostly ladies that work, and they're hard workers. But you know when they send stuff stacked two and two or three pallets high, we have to get up there and empty each one of them to take a pallet down to get to the next pallet and By so hand. forth. Instead yeah. of having a forklift that will will, will uh, handle it, so yes, we we uh, um, we thank God for the donations that are, are coming in, but we're trying to get to the point where we can get that building. You know, we put it on the property. Like you said, we really need the forklift because when you yes. get a pallet stacked full of potatoes, whether it's white potatoes or sweet potatoes, that's over a thousand pounds. Well, well, normally they run about uh, twenty five hundred pounds. A pallet, right. so by hand, that's rough to move. Uh, I'm I'm not the strongest guy in the world, but I'm not the weakest either. But it's a lot for a woman to try to move 2,500 pounds, even when on roads. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we and now when they bring the food, they come with an electric 
And so it's a lot easier for them. It's just a matter of maneuvering. Right. But we don't we don't have the uh, capability right now of even that because they're not, they're not cheap. So um, we 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 would love to have that. That's a lot of weight, and the place where we have to store it is not. The place we have to store it is wooden floors. Okay. That's why we want the building, because we're talking about a concrete floor. We're talking about something we can lock up with a door and, and everything, you know. So um, it, it would discourage anybody just. Yeah. Just uh, try to break in and things right. like that. Now, uh, what has been the response to the, the, to, the uh, to your program from the corporate community uh, in terms of donations and supporting the ministry? We haven't really solicited support from corporations. Um, well, what I mean is uh, not, not necessarily, but specifically the uh, specifically the uh, the chain supermarkets in the area. Which well, I, I think I, most of them are are already um, donating because when Harry Chapin goes and picks up their food from uh, Walmart or Publix or Windex or whatever, we're the recipients. So whether they're whether they know that they are donating to us specifically, they're basically donating to Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin figures out who's moving the food, and what do they always say? That's the only moving the food. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And how has the how has the local government uh, treated you guys? Have they been supportive as well, or have they been have there been any obstacles as far as that goes? Yes, they've been supportive in in ways of certain things we ask for a lot Tem temporarily. Um, at, at one point, we were needing them to um, when we have our food distribution that they would block off. Um, the lane so that our cars can come out safely and, and you know, and then take off. That that lasted for a few months. And so now we're we're kind of back on our own. But I but thank thankfully I'm I'm able to get some safety stuff to kind of protect us us from what you know, coning off or, or put barrels out there so that people don't um, run into it because they otherwise they just run up and down this road wide open. Right, because it is a fairly wide street. I noticed that, and uh, at times it could be heavy traffic. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got not only cars, but we're talking about eighteen wheelers that run down that street, um, back Sem and forth, semis. Yeah, so um, they would really do some damage if they ran into someone. Right, and we have to constantly remind the people who are getting the food to watch both ways because you're going against the traffic. Watch both ways because people, you know, they they busy craning their neck and looking, and they're not watching for for traffic. So if you go to pull out, they might just head right over into your lane. Right. So we have to constantly remind people to, to be careful. We've oh. had some near misses, but oh. thank God no no accidents. All right, very good. So uh, first of all, I want to thank thank you, gentlemen, for uh, participating in the program. Uh, I'm grateful for the ministry that you guys are, have 
have been accomplishing. And I'd like for you both to give your contact information so that if people have any questions or comments or concerns, how can they, how can they reach you and the, and the ministry? Uh, well, they can actually reach me directly, I guess, because, because of my business, my number is on the internet anyway. Um, so they can contact our Reverend George Cooks. Uh, my number is 941-623-7113. That's my uh, direct number if they like to contact me. Um, otherwise, you want... Yeah, you can come in that room. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a favorite. <laughs> That would be a, that would be kind of a hindrance if you don't have the number of people contact you. Now, do you have a uh, can people contact you digitally, like uh, email or? Uh, 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 yes, or I would do social media. Contact me by, by email. Email. Okay. My email is USPS Mailman. That's M A I L Man. The number four G O D two at yahoo.com. So that's my email. It's a lot easier to say. You want to repeat that because that's okay. a kind of long email. USPS. I used to work for the post office. Mailman. I was a mailman. Number four, GOD2 at yahoo.com. Okay. All small caps. Yes. Okay. Mine's a little easier. Okay. Uh, G Cooks Jr. at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 I oh. figure if they need to get the long one, if they if they go through this long one, they wanted to contact me. <laughs> well, I I, I I appreciate your logic. I I, I appreciate your simplicity. <laughs> so we're good to go there. Uh, and so, so you know who's gonna get most emails, right? <laughs> Now, was that by design or was that? Uh... <laughs> no, I've, I've actually had that movie a moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate your ministry. Uh, it is important. Uh, the community needs it. Uh, and I think I think, I think think it's important not only that, that you publicize the ministry, I also think it's important that you guys get your props for doing this because, you know, uh, this is something that's needed and you're fulfilling a need and, you know, we can be a blessing to one another, but only God can repay you for what you've done. And, uh, that's, that's how a lot of it is. No matter what we think of or how many props we may get, as long as God gets, gets the credit and God gets the glory for all of this, because it, if it weren't for him, it would not be possible. It would not be possible. Not with all we go through. And have to deal with um, the show is always better than the practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's a lot of work before you ever get to the oh, show. Oh gosh, man. I guess I, I guess the uh, that uh, this is something that I think will will reach a lot of people, hopefully. And you get a positive, you'll get positive responses, and it may cause other media outlets to see what's going on as well. So, I appreciate you guys, and uh, again, 
you guys, you heard the contact information. So you have any questions, you have any concerns, you have any uh, ideas, I'm sure it'd be welcome. Uh, any ideas that you may have are welcome. And we appreciate you. And again, this is Kevin Watts, and this is a quest for the truth. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you.